welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Hello, welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Earl. And I'm Laura Forehand. Good to see you today, Rhonda. Um, Yeah, yeah, we're so excited to have a wonderful friend. We have known Sarah for a couple years now, and she is not new to us and to many of you, but this is her first time on our podcast, so we're super excited. Today, we have Sarah Tillinghast. I hope I pronounced your name right. Did I do that right, Sarah? Yes, you did. Okay. Perfect. She is Platinum Certified Whole Brain Teaching Instructor on the program today. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. We are so happy that you are here. Thank you, ladies. It's such an honor to be with you today. We are super happy to have you on today, Sarah. We want to start by having you share with us your Whole Brain Teaching conversion story. How did you come to know and love Whole Brain Teaching? And if you want to throw in some personal information about you, like your grade and stuff like that, feel free to do so. All right. Yes. Thank you, ladies. So currently, I am a kindergarten teacher in the state of Missouri. Um, this is the my 15th year teaching. My first year I taught overseas. And then this is my 14th year in a public school environment. Um, I had to do some math to figure out um, when a whole brain uh, entered in my teaching life. And it actually happened my fifth year of teaching. It was my second year in third grade. So I've taught first grade, third grade, and kindergarten um, as a classroom teacher. And so my fifth year, it was my second year in third grade. I wasn't thrilled about being in third grade um, and it was a it was a big struggle for me. Um, it was definitely the admin moved me there and I did not volunteer to move. And I had both years. I had very much what I now know, beloved rascals um, in my room. Um, definitely majority of my room was more beloved rascals than uh, sweetie pies. And one day across the hall, uh, there was a first grade teacher and she was doing rules with actions. And she's actually one of my longtime friends from high school. And I loved it. And she showed them to me. I actually didn't realize it was whole brain teaching um, rules. Uh, I just went with it. I thought she made them up. And then uh, that next year she moved to kindergarten. And then she said, you know, there's it's it's a book. And so I was like, oh, wow. So that following year, I went back to first grade and I started also implementing scoreboard. So I did that for 
um, the rest of the time I was in first grade. And then in 2018 is when I moved to kindergarten and I finally was brave enough. I was very nervous to try super improver. Um, but now I would never go back. <laughs> A super improver is my favorite thing, but yes, I was introduced, um, to whole brain teaching through the rules. And then in 2020 is when I got my bronze and silver. I did. So my journey is very um, interesting because I slowly implemented strategies, but then my certification was very fast. So in 2020, I did my bronze and silver during my summer. And then that fall, I started working on my gold certification and I finished that before the end of the spring. And then in 2022 was when I got my platinum certification. That is such a great story. And, and I love that you were able to go through all those um, certification processes so fast. But, you know, as we've talked about on the podcast, that takes a lot of hard work and dedication. So good for you for doing that, especially like when you said 2020, I was like, oh, COVID, <laughs> COVID year, you know, so that had to be an, an extra challenge. So before I jump into kind of uh, getting started on our topic today, I wanted to ask you where you taught overseas. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I taught in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So most people know Thailand, they think of Bangkok um, and Chiang Mai is the second largest city and it's actually in the northern part of Thailand. Cool. And so were you, you, you weren't using whole brain teaching there, correct? Correct. That was my, I, my first year of teaching I taught overseas. So I graduated and then I went overseas for a year. Yeah, cool. Well, I was just looking at our, you know, not to sidetrack this whole conversation, but I was just looking at our podcast stats and I like to look at like what other countries and I'll have to check out Thailand to see how many listeners we have there. But we do have nine um, listeners in Taiwan where my son um, teaches. So of course I had to text him and say, uh, yeah, there's nine teachers. <laughs> and he's like, I might know a couple. I'm like, that's like asking, you know, like since you and I both live in the state of Missouri going, you know, somebody who, if you've never met me going, Hey, uh, Oh, you live in Missouri. Do you know, Laura, <laughs> you know, so I'm sure he doesn't really know them, but I just think it's pretty cool. So I'll have to check that out and let you know how many. Yes. How many I, and I know. love, I love our overseas um, teachers. Yes. Um, I, Cause I get their passion mm -hmm. and also their challenges. So I always love getting a chance to talk to them and talk about how they can implement um, we'll bring teaching into yes. the classroom. Yes. Yeah. It's exciting to see. So anyway, well, we're not here to talk about, you know, just the podcast and our stats and all that stuff today. We actually want to talk to you about Fiverr, Cheery Dice and Fiverr Plus. Um, we did do a podcast introduction on these elements of whole brain teaching, but we are excited to get your firsthand experience with it. Um, we kind of just went over what these um, strategies are, but I can't wait to talk to you about your firsthand experience. So first of all, can you explain Fiverr and how it is used in a classroom or how you use it in your classroom? Yes. Um, I love Fiverr. So Fiverr is used to help teachers understand and also students self-assess their current mood. Um, and that's, that's pretty much what it is. Um, and so I implement it in multiple ways. 
I have two printed um, fiber posters. One is right outside my door. I use that when kids are coming in in the morning um, uh, to let me know what their mood's like. I also have like a greeting poster too. So they choose their greeting and they tell me their mood. So I know as they're walking in, because we have a slow start in my school. So the first 30 minutes in my classroom, they are eating breakfast in my classroom and they are playing um, free play. So uh, it gives me a chance to just see where they're at coming in. The other printed version is in my calming corner. Uh, that lets me know, uh, especially that gives them something to focus on as well with um, whatever uh, fidgets or breathing strategy posters I have over there. Um, they know to think about and assess their mood as well. And the other thing I use, I forgot to mention that, but my printed one outside my door, I do not have every recess duty. We have four recesses. Um, daily in our grade and the recesses I'm not outside I can use that display when they're coming in um, to let me know if there was a situation that didn't get taken care of um, on the playground that if I know that there's something up I can deal with that right then and not wait till a parent uh, emails or calls me later because um, I wasn't at recess at that time, but mostly I use the electronic display um, in my classroom. I have it projected. I try to use it up to four times a day um, when they're coming in. So the after announcements, uh, after second recess, uh, and then after lunch, and then after our third recess. So we and the kids, by this time in the year, uh, they definitely have the routine down. I actually implemented this in the spring of last year when Coach um, introduced it. So it's definitely something I used it in summer school uh, this past year for kiddos I was only with for 25 days. It's something I feel like it's very easy to implement any time in the year. So I know like this, this is a spring when this podcast is coming out. So if you're listening, you can start it now. Like it's not something you have to wait till the fall to use. I do have a question. Um, since you're a kindergarten teacher, do you feel like kindergartners can give an honest check-in or do you ever have any issues with them, you know, not really understanding that is a great question. So we have social um, emotional learning curriculum that we use at the very beginning of the year, um, extensively the first 25 days of school. And I feel like, yes, at the very beginning, before we get to our feelings unit, it is kind of hard um, for those kiddos uh, to fully assess like where their mood is at. But once we have had those lessons, which happen, I believe it starts this 10th day of school because those lessons are very easy to start right away. There's a little puppet involved um, and everything like that. So I feel like if you have, um, if you don't have an SEL curriculum, you can use feeling books to help them get started on their feelings, um, have some extra feeling posters. But I do, I love the Lego animation and using the numbers, which I didn't really talk about that at first, but so you have numbers um, one through five and they show what they're feeling, um, the number on, I have them do it on their chest. I don't have them um, show it 
a pie because it's only between them and myself. Like that's, and I, we talk about that. Like it's no one else's business of how right. you're feeling at that time. Um, but you do have to make sure as you're doing uh, your fiver that you're paying attention to anyone who would be a one or a two, which we'll get into further why that's important in just a little bit. Okay. Well, I appreciate that because sometimes even as a second grade teacher, I wasn't always sure how well they knew, you know, where they were at. Cause sometimes they'd give me a two and we'd talk about it and it probably wasn't really a two, but they were feeling that way. And I like how that you say that you kind of have to prep them. This isn't something that boom, you can implement. You're going to have to build in some background information on how that they're dealing with their, their feelings and stuff like that. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to cherry dice. How does that work in your classroom? Yes. Okay, so cherry dice is the activity right after Fiverr. So I like to use my big inflatable dice. Like, it's, I mean, they're big. Uh, so to roll, to choose um, our cherry dice activity. So you have six choices to pick from and six, if you roll a six, it's always a re-roll. Um, at the beginning of the year with the littles, I like to do, uh, there's yoga cheeries, power cheeries, all the, all the movement cheeries that are available. Uh, I like to do that just first, just because they're not used to turning and talking to their neighbor. This point in the year, I have sentence um, frames for them to answer. One like, I like to eat, I like to watch, I love. And so you set the timer for a minute and they're talking to their partner for that minute. And while they're talking to their partner, you're going around as a teacher and you're talking to those partners who had a one or a two. And again, it's something that we learn together. So they know that if I come over and they're, I'm talking to their partner, they know to just turn to another pod close by until I'm done talking to their partner. But it's Rhonda, it's interesting you said that because at the beginning of the year, once they figure out, oh, if I put a one or a two, she'll come talk to me. Right. I do <laughs> have a short season of time that I have many that just crave my attention exactly. and uh how i handle that is i i give them that attention i just go ahead and give it to them um once we start doing um i implement in their uh, brain break videos too so once i roll one of those they're always wanting to know like is it going to be that one so slowly those kiddos who were just like not really a one or a two and they were just wanting to have a chat with me um they slowly back down but i mean last year i had some really um roller coaster of emotion kiddos that i mean things would just set them off in throughout the day at the beginning of the day like my parents didn't stop and get me McDonald's this morning or someone looked at me wrong at recess. So, I mean, it was so helpful to have that cheery dice time uh, because it's a mood lifter too. So it's how I explain that to them. Um, the activity we're doing should be making you feel better than what you were before. Well, do you have time in that minute to reach all your ones and twos? I mean, has it ever come a time where that timer goes off and you haven't touched base with all of the ones and twos that day? 
I have not had that happen. I feel like the most I've ever had are four kids uh, that have done a one or a two. Um, I start with my ones, though. I always start with the ones that are ones. And I I think a couple, I'm just thinking a couple times there were times that I didn't get to every child. And so if they were two and the timer went off, I just go over really quick and I say, I didn't have a chance to talk to you. Okay. But can I talk to you during independent writing or can I talk to you during independent math station? So just to make sure that everything is um, okay, especially for um, when we talk about the third part of this, um, if their mood hasn't lifted um, I try to just touch base that I see you, I ran out of time, and I'm going to meet with you. It's nice for my schedule. I'm only with my kids for an hour, and then we always have either a recess break or a lunch break. So I meet with them within the hour um, of them telling me that there are one or a two. I like how you let them know that you'll touch base with them, that you haven't forgotten them, that you, you know, you plan to talk to them during an independent time. Now, for clarification, is this an activity that you do on a daily basis? Absolutely. If I forget to do this, uh, it it's rough. <laughs> um, I, I was one when brain breaks became really big. Um, I was always doing a brain break when I had a chance. But this is nice because it's pretty much scheduled in my day that, hey, we're taking a brain break time. Even if it's we're talking about nouns and writing and my cheery dice is more academic focused and they're practicing um, changing the adjective or changing the noun in their sentence. I can't tell you enough um, and I don't want to get into it yet because we're going to talk, but I can't tell you enough how many kids just want to say that I feel just better just getting to talk <laughs> Too, especially um, the time that we come back from lunch because um, they just need that time to refocus in on what we're about to do. Okay. I'm thinking like a teacher and I'm sorry for riddling you with questions, but I want teachers to be able to implement this as easily as possible. But do you take it out when you have a substitute or do you have them do that with a substitute teacher? Oh, um. I, I take it out. Um, I don't have a sub do it only because um, I've had a couple of times where I've had incidences that um, I've had to follow up a conversation with a kid with our guidance counselor. Um, I don't want to put a substitute teacher in an awkward position like that. So I have um, something similar um, it looks kind of like the same format, but it's all um, so they're not doing fiber. They're just doing it looks like cherry dice. Um, so they're still getting to roll the dice and they're just doing a quick um, it's like five different songs. So they just pick a song. So it lasts a little bit longer than cherry dice. Um, but total there's because there's three steps in this top process. And I mean, I take this takes less than five minutes each time during the day that I do it. So I just pick for substitutes, um, having five different songs that are less than five minutes for them to do and they still have plenty of time. 
Yeah. Perfect. That's a great question. We kind of we kind of prepped you before the podcast that we may throw in some questions here and there, but no, I love it. <laughs> it's it's just that just t- talks to the power of the conversation that this is a really good conversation that we're having, and so a lot of questions come to mind. And one thing that popped in my mind while you were talking is just how you know we talk about that social emotional learning part. I mean, it's big now, especially post COVID, which. You know, we're still in COVID, but but talking about, you know, just those COVID years where we were teaching online and things like that. And and kids missed a lot of the the relational aspect of the student teacher um, relationship part of school. And so I was just thinking how much Fiverr and Cherry Dice are so like good at relationship building. And you really spoke to that. So, um, you know, we we are told so often how we need to be building those relationships with students. And I just think that Fiverr and Cheery Dice and then our third aspect that we're about to talk about, they're they're just the perfect opportunity for you to build those relationships with students and and really, uh, you know, take that interest in in that in their lives. And they're really, and like you said, they are craving that attention. So your your littles, your kindergartners aren't the only ones. I mean, I have second graders that are just dying for for some one on one attention. So absolutely, and something I'm going to add because I know sometimes when I um, I'm doing like a training or something ever so often, I know there's people in their brain like, oh, well, that's kindergarten. And I actually did, um, this fall, um, some hour workshops with, uh, some staff in my district mm-hmm. and we did, we did Fiverr and Cheery Dice. Now the Cheery Dice wasn't as cutesy, uh, I had I had it more, you know, because the staff was between the ages of 18. Well, I'll, I'll just say 18 plus. So like right out of high school. And, you know, it's the end of the day when I was doing that hour training. So they'd been at school all day long, um, just giving them different topics to talk about, um, like what's your favorite TV shows? Uh, what do you like to do on the weekends? You know, like just putting those topics in and they they saw how those dice rolls, um, I mean, oh, I'm teaching us so much with dice, but it's so, it's so uplifting um, for them. Yeah. For any age. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So we've talked about Fiverr. We've talked about cherry dice. So the third aspect is Fiverr plus. So how does that factor into this this game equation that we're talking about here. Talk to us about Fiverr Plus. Yeah, so Fiverr Plus um, puts everything then together. They're taking where they assess themselves in Fiverr and then now looking at how they feel themselves. And I do a lot of modeling with this um, the first couple of weeks. I know Rhonda kind of already said, like, I do do a lot of think aloud as I'm doing Fiverr at the beginning of the year. And I always talk about how, uh, why I would be at a three, like, you know, I was a little rushed this morning, um, getting out the door. I don't like to feel rushed. So I, I mean, I honestly am at a three right now and I do a think aloud out for them. And then after cherry dice, even if it's just going up to a four, 
I then say, my mood has improved. I was at a three. Now I'm at a four because my partner helped me think of some other um, foods that I like that I wasn't thinking about those kinds of foods. Um, and I, I kind of started that way. Um, Rhonda, you had talked about those kiddos who kind of say ones and twos when they're really not. So mm -hmm. what ends up usually happening, uh, how I do fiber plus is they put a thumbs up next to their chest if their move has improved. Then I call on volunteers. I say, if you would like to share how your mood has improved, put your thumb up in the air and wiggle it. Okay, because I always like to get as much movement in as possible. And then depending on um, our time, I will call on at least one or sometimes three kiddos. But those kiddos who love attention are always quick um, to have that thumb and in the air. And I think it's good for some of those kiddos who are kind of shy and reluctant to share. Um, I, I think it really helps them to hear from others like, Oh yeah, that that's kind of, you know, and they associate and they um, see that, you know, it, yeah, my mood is kind of improving just because I got a chance to have a conversation um, with a person sitting next to me, or I, I've got one this year whenever. Uh, so I have an exercise break that's uh, hidden in there, uh, usually a two or a four. And oh, man, he is always the first to thumbs up when that's one that gets called because he just likes, he says, oh, my, my mood's improved so much, because I'm just getting my body moving. <laughs> and you know, he just um, getting, yeah, getting their blood pumping and everything like that. Like, it's, it's one of those things that I'm never going to stop using these um, three components because it, no matter who the child is, their background, I have seen every kid positively impacted. Um, I don't always get to um, peace circle, but this is, you know, less than five minutes. Are there days I don't get it four times a day? Absolutely. Life happens. Schedule change happens. Uh, some like, hiccup in the hallway where we are getting back a little bit later. Um, but the kids love it. Like they, they are very quick. If I don't have it up, they're very quick to raise their hand and say, are we going to do fiber at this time? Um, you're still cool is one of the known phrases. And for usually Mrs. T because sometimes, yeah, I just forget to have it displayed right when they get in the door. So I have a, I have kind of a follow-up question. So you had talked earlier about how, like when your kiddos come in, there's breakfast, there's free play time um, just to kind of get a, get the day going and whatnot. And that's usually when you play Fiverr, Cherry Dice and Fiverr Plus. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. But I do assess their mood right when they get in the door. Right. As well. And I go ahead and talk to them then if there are one or two. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's still 30 minutes before we sit down and do all three games. Gotcha. Uh, um, Because it could just be, you know, I mean, sadly, it could be something tragic. Uh, I, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the dog ate my a dog got in the chicken coop last night and, you know, right. ate like right. all our chickens, like, and, you know, it's, it's nice to know those kinds of things. And I mean, most of the time, um, 
there's some teachers that are very intuitive and, but we get distracted easily as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just having, having that precedent that, Hey, let me know how you're feeling right now. Um, the kids always giggle. I, I rarely, um, and I kind of talk about that at the very beginning of the year when I talk about, um, the five different levels on Fiverr. I tell them I'm rarely at a five first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. unless it's a big deal day. I said, because boys and girls, I said, if I'm at a five, I mean, you can't, I mean, my smile's just so contagious. You can't wipe it off my face. Mm-hmm. And um, so I talk about how my birthday is usually a day that I'm at a five all day long, um, party days, special days like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really honest in a kinder, mm-hmm. um, kinder talk way with how my feelings are, uh, and everything. And so I think that helps them as well. Um, make that connection with me, um, right away that, you know, cause I think, I think looking back as me as a student, I loved school. Mm-hmm. I loved my teachers. I had them all on this huge pedestal though. Like you are the most perfect human being ever, you know, <laughs> like uh, that's how I thought of them. And I think back to me, like there's often times that I get in that m- mood of, oh man, I have to be perfect. And I think back if, you know, and I, my teachers never said anything like, oh, you have to be perfect. But I kind of try to just instill that in my kiddos that it's okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's okay not to be a five every right. single moment of your day. Um, we all get, we all have feelings and mm-hmm. it's okay to have those feelings and express those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. And I think that is so important to share and teach to your students. What do you tell the teacher who like, as we're getting up into maybe our upper level classes, um, our upper level grades, you know, fourth, fifth grade. And they're like, man, when we come in, yeah, we can do a check at the door. We can do five or at the door, but we hit the ground running. How would you help them to, you know, we've got five or done at the door. We're checking in at the door. But if we've got to get right on to spelling, reading, you know, all the things, where can we find time in our schedules then to do that, um, you know, cherry dice and five or plus? What, what kind of advice can you give us for that? Yeah, I would say as long as they are making a mental note at the door, if their kids are for the ones and the twos, mm-hmm. um, then how they can do cherry dice is almost like um, a morning, like a morning message. I'm trying to think of the high school. Like a morning meeting maybe. Yes. Thing. Okay. So, but use it for what subject you're teaching that day. Okay. So I'm thinking back to third grade. <laughs> so in third grade, um, if we're getting ready to talk about, um, Oh, like um, the different parts of the plant. Okay. So you can have your sentence frames Mm. matching whatever you're talking about. If it's a math, you can have um, like one plus and then they just keep changing the number. Um, it's, It's a minute. So have your timer and just... The first day, it may take you longer just because you're, you know, teaching the expectation, but they should just know, like, as soon as that bell rings, 
you know, you're setting the timer, you have it on the board. Um, you can even do, um, if you don't have a chance to get out a physical dice, um, have a dice projected on the board mm -hmm. or have a dice on, um, uh, a, like a, on a tablet or whatever you're using in your room and roll and just, you know, as soon as it buzzes, you say, all right, turn to your partners, roll the dice and then tell them and start uh, the timer. So okay. yeah, it's, it's definitely, it would definitely be a little different. Um, and then for five or plus, you probably would only have time to talk, um, about one kiddo. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you, I mean, you could try it later in the day, but the, or in your hour, like your hour period. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is, um, it's really good for them to see that there are things in their life that can improve their mood. Mm -hmm. Um, they, it, and sometimes it's harder work, but mm -hmm. it's good for them to acknowledge. And you can even, um, I always like to just ask for volunteers. I have a, I have a brother who is super, was super shy, mm -hmm. um, growing up and he was not one to share. And I was total opposite. I was willing to share anything and everything. Um, so my heart goes out to those sh super shy kiddos, mm -hmm. um, who don't want to talk, who don't want to share, um, and I've, I mean, I had, I had one a couple years ago, he would cry mm -hmm. every single time at first until he knew that I wasn't going to just call on him. Um, and when he was ready, he could share and he did at the, and we celebrated that improvement by the end of the year that he felt comfortable to share in front of the whole class. But yeah, I, I don't like to push kiddos too much out of their comfort zone, especially if they're mm -hmm. really shy. Mm -hmm. No, I love how you said, and, and I'm taking that with me because sometimes I struggle with getting all three components in because we hit the ground running in second grade as soon as they come in. But I love the idea of, okay, if we go into reading, then maybe start with the cheery dice right off the bat in reading and have it, have those questions or sentence stems you know, pertain to maybe comprehension skill or vocabulary or something like that. So I love that advice for, you know, the classrooms where, you know, you feel like you don't have any time to do all three components, but make it part of what you're teaching. That's great advice. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. What, what would you recommend if a teacher is wanting to start these out? Would she do or he do all three components at once? Or would you, you know, take it like, we always talk about baby steps in whole brain teaching. Would you start with Fiverr, kind of build upon that, and then go to the cherry dice, and then go Fiverr Plus, or would you just have them implement all five at one or all three at once? Well, I mean, there's. I feel like you could do either, because um, some teachers are just jump in and do things. I I was not that teacher. <laughs> I like to go slow, so. Uh, I did last, so last year, last spring when I did it, I did, I was slow. I, um, I modeled first and then we, we did it, uh, Fiverr, we would practice that. And then when I felt comfortable, <laughs> so when I felt like I was ready to add in cheery dice, then I added it. The thing about cheery dice is there's so many options available. Um, don't try to be like, oh, I got to try all the options because um, <laughs> you'll never get to five or plus 
if you do that, uh, just get comfortable with one cherry dice. And then once you're comfortable with that, then uh, go ahead and then add five or plus. Um, I was more comfortable this fall um, starting out. So and that first day of school um, in kindergarten, um, you are kind of hurting little feral kittens. And so I, I took the first good hour of my day and we but it was so looking at it now it's like holy cow because yes there are a lot of ones and twos that first day because Mm -hmm. it's their first day they've ever been away from home so them making that connection realizing that I'm nervous as well um uh, I always use um there's a great story um first day jitters. I always use that so that the kids understand that, Hey, the teacher, the teacher is nervous as well. It's okay to have those feelings. Um, and then when I, but when I did, um, Fiverr, I wasn't expecting them to have a complete honest self-reflection, um, of their emotions. And I just, when I went around during cherry dice, I just practiced, you know, learning their name and that kind of thing like that. But it, I mean, cause, and I say that there, you could do it either way because I know there are teachers like they'll learn something from coach and they'll bam, implement mm-hmm. all of it the next day. And then there's me and it's like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So yeah, I say go at your, I say go at a pace that you're comfortable with because I know, especially looking back at, um, I was so nervous to start super improver and um, it was, I had such baby steps um, going in and using it. But in the end, I felt like taking it slow at a speed that I felt comfortable with um, ended up being more beneficial to my class. Whereas, Oh, we're going to do all three of these things at once. Um oh. Probably would depend on the age level too yes. of your kids. You know, kinder, you might have to go a little slower than, you know, fourth grade or something like that. I get that too. Um, now you've talked about these sentence stems and stuff. Can you share with our listeners where that they can maybe find some of these examples? Yes. So um, there's tons of examples on the most up-to-date Holbrain teaching um, 7.0, I believe. It's 7.0 now. Um, and then there's also some. So on wholebrainteaching.com, there is examples of all three of these on the website under the social skills tab. And then I've created some as well. So you can always email me. So Sarah Tillinghast at wholebrainteaching.com. And I can send you um, some of my ideas for the younger um, kiddos, um, or if you just want to share with me something you've created and be like, what do you think of this? Um, because yeah, it, I feel like this year I'm using different, it depends on your class. Cause I, the, my group in summer school, um, definitely benefited, um, from the, I think they were called the happy cherries. I don't, it was, you were being, there were so many goofy moves for the different, um, things like, one-eyed giggle or something like that. They were definitely more into that. And I've got a little bit more of a stoic group this year, um, <laughs> during the year. Uh, so they just, they just want to talk. <laughs> so 
getting those. And I love that oral language practice. So, and then practicing the brainies of a capital letter and ending with a period and speaking in a complete sentence. That's so, yeah, you get a a lot of bang for your buck. (laughs) Right. Well, one question we like to ask um, our guests on here is what is your favorite can be old or new whole brain teaching strategy. What is your favorite one? Uh, super improver. Super improver. Why? <laughs> Hands down. Um, uh, I love the rules too, as well. I love that. But uh, so I started that in 2018 when I started um, in kindergarten. And I've had former students now, our district has a teaching cadet program where the high school kids, if they're interested in teaching, can take um, college hours, mm-hmm. get some practicum experience in the classroom, tour rooms. And I've had former students in my room um, come in and they see that and they're like, wow. Like, and they're like, I bet you're reaching so many more kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yes. I, and I, to me, um, Changing that mindset at the beginning was hard because it's so easy. Your eyes go straight to the one who's not following the directions. Your eyes go straight to the one who's always doing the right thing. But those kiddos who are working hard and are improving, like I feel like that was hard at first to change my goggles. Mm -hmm. But once I did, it's just been so beneficial because um, and I loved uh, Coach's podcast series he did um, for self-care for teachers um, as well. But, yeah, it's just so great for those kiddos. Um, they have a confidence. Um, lots of the first grade teachers know who's been in my classroom <laughs> because um, they are very quick to um, celebrate other kids' improvement. Um it's, it's really hard to pick. I would say hands down that, I mean, I love the virtues. I use the virtues all the time in my classroom. Um, so it's really hard to pick one because I love Alpha Hawk as well. Um, I know. <laughs> it is hard. Yes, it's so hard. But yeah, hands down, if I ha- had to pick one thing, um, super improver. Um, but the rules when implemented correctly, yes. I mean, that was that was my first game changer. And it's something I feel like that's, um, not too intimidating for teachers as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sarah, we are so thankful you agreed to join us on this podcast. Um, I know you mentioned it before, but I want you to mention it again. Um, if they have any additional questions, how can they get a hold of you or in touch with you? Yes. Uh, so it's my name, Sarah with an H Tillinghast at wholebrainteaching.com. And go ahead and spell t- Tillinghast for them. Yes. So it's T as in turtle. I as an igloo and then double L's like llama and then I as an igloo, N as in nest, G as in go, H as in hippo, A as in apple, S as in sun, and then T as in Tillinghast. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. This has been such a great conversation, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this episode. We know that this episode is going to be so helpful. Sarah provided so much amazing information for us about um, Fiverr, Cheery Dice, and Fiverr Plus. And we know it's going to help so many teachers out there. 
I think it absolutely will. So please like, follow, and share this podcast on your favorite podcast app. We are continually inspired by your comments and suggestions. Our goal with this podcast is to help other teachers, whether you're new and just getting started or a veteran who has been in the classroom for years. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, for joining our conversations today.